Welcome in to Season 3, Episode 30 of the 126 Podcast. It's summer, but we're still going, and so is Forney High School Baseball. Hello. Welcome. What's up, Coach Weaver? Coach O? How's it going? It's going great. It is going great, Addison. We finished up another school year. But great things continue to happen in Forney ISD because we still have an athletic team playing. We do. Yep. We're going to talk to a couple of representatives from that team today. And we have our newly crowned character coach of the year is in this, the room. Is this, just so people know, is this an award that has been? Yes, we have done it before. Okay. Uh, it's attached to our lead summit, which we're also going to discuss a little in today's episode. And um, it's been a couple of years since we've presented the Character Coach of the Year because, as you know, we had to get through the pandemic. We didn't get to have our lead summit, but we did in in 2022 mm-hmm. in preparation for 2023, and um, it was great. We'll we'll talk about that today. Mm-hmm. And we do have a, you know, we may be doing some extra episodes. Um, as Forney High School continues to play baseball, but um, we're let's gonna, don't jinx anything. No, Madison. we're going to call this the finale. My okay? gosh, we're going to Coach Farrow's eyes almost popped out of his head. <laughs> we're going to call it the finale for now, and so I can't wait to see what you have for your final weave. Well, we love our sports teams, and we love it when they win, and we've got some winners at the table today. They continue to do great things in Forney High School baseball. We'll be talking about some regional finals today at this table, but the, the episode, our finale here, is going to end up on a note with a gentleman who is not paid as a coach. He's not, he doesn't have any eligibility left. He's not out there getting to play. Uh, he's not an official. He's somebody near and dear to our hearts, and that's a volunteer. And Nick Edwards is our character coach of the year. We're going to bring him on. But I, bef- my weave is this. Um, I cannot underestimate how much influence the character coaches that, that have contributed to our department have on the student athletes and coaches in Forney ISD Athletics. Volunteering their time uh, week in, week out, in great seasons like the one we're having right now in Forney baseball, in seasons that aren't so great, right? It's not about that. It's about making uh, the experience, the learning curve, um, and just the ability to get greatness out of our sports. Whether, whether there's greatness on the school board or not, and hey, we all want that. But our character coaches contribute to that in such a neat way. Um, and this guy, Nick Edwards, has been here for a long time doing it, and, and we're really excited to have be able to talk to him today. But I just want people to understand, when we're talking Character Coach of the Year, um, if somebody's volunteering their time, I mean, they don't have to do this. Mm-hmm. They're doing it because they love what we do. They love athletics. They love to see student athletes succeed. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate This is for all the character coaches that have come in and, and contributed to our department. We we deeply appreciate what they've done and the time yep. that they give to our kids mm-hmm. and our coaches. What Nick got was an award among. That's correct. Among a large group of 
award-worthy people. That's I mean, absolutely hundred uh, percent right. Hundred any one of them mm-hmm. certainly are award-worthy. Right. Our coaches nominate them. Our character coaches, uh, and we had some great nominations. And I'm going to put Coach O on the spot, like always, and get some tidbits about. I won't yet give you a little yeah, time to little time. to simmer. But but we're. Uh, Nick's nomination was truly outstanding, and the contribution he's made has been truly outstanding for a long period of time. He's really put a lot into Forney High School sports. Before we get to Nick's stuff, we are going to take a pit stop and talk about um, Forney High School baseball, and we have to go to the Ozone, of course, but before we do that, we want to introduce our first guest. So um, right now we have Coach Farrow and we have senior catcher Ethan Lowry. Welcome to the show. Appreciate it. Thank you guys for having us. Thank you. Well, we're very excited that you're here, but um, we're even more excited that y'all are still playing baseball. It's awesome. Um, so y'all have regional finals coming up. That's final eight. Um, but before we get to that, y'all can't uh, stop by the one two six without. Well, all right. So today, in honor of our Forney Jackrabbits playing in the regional finals this week, for the subject spotlight, we're talking food-related baseball terms this is how this is gonna work i'm glad to to see food made it back yep so i'm gonna describe something and you guys have to guess what food it is okay okay Okay. all right it's a game it's baseball related okay Okay. so i expect for you to perform (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna start out easy a home run so we're guessing what? What food? Oh. Anybody can guess? Yes, Hot anybody dog. can guess. No. Oh, man. We're going to give you three guesses, and we're going to have to move on. And that was an easy one, so this oh, is going to be, gonna be <laughs> difficult. Anyone else with, with a guess? A home run. Nachos? Home run. Yeah, I was thinking nachos. No. Tater. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Right. okay. Here we All go. Right. Okay, so, okay, I, I we're, understand we're understanding now. now. Let's okay. go. Let's go to a different one here. A high-pitched, no, no, a pitched ball thrown at high speed. Cheese. Nope. Yes. <laughs> pitched ball thrown at high speed. Yeah, I was going to say cheddar. No. Nope. Do you have a guess? Um, a smoked <laughs> sausage. <laughs> <laughs> no, a pea. A what? A pea. A pea. Pea. Mm-hmm. A P is more of a hit ball than a pitch I'm just, ball. It says a pitched ball thrown at high speed. Okay, all right. And and they have an example. Clem <laughs> can really fling that P. Well, okay. okay. Let's try one more. Let's try one more. <laughs> Let's try one more. <laughs> Not so good Man. so far. <laughs> an easy pitch to hit down the middle of the plate. Oh, I got that one. That's a meatball. Ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. There we go. Oh, we got <laughs> okay, well. We let's do one more because Farrell, hey. I'm highly disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so let's see here. Um, okay, slang for a run batted in. Steak. Close. That's it. It's a ribeye. A what? A ribeye. Ribeye. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it can be called either one. That's that's correct. R B I ribeye. Ribeye. There you go. Yeah. All right. Okay. Right. So I we'll thought you were going to talk hey, about hey, like a... Are you going to save a couple of these for Nick yeah. when he comes to the table yeah. in a minute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Oh, okay. Sure, put maybe, him on the spot, Maybe too. Nick will be better at <laughs> Well, these... I didn't hear a Denny's Grand Slam, so I was like, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> but, All right. Well, okay, gentlemen. <clears throat> you know, school's been out for a while now. 
everybody else went on about their business and went to summer and they're on vacation. So, uh, but you guys just won't let it go, will you? <laughs> We're trying hard not to. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, Coach Farrow, uh, you've you've had some great teams before. Tell us just a little bit about this season, just to get us warmed up here and um, y'all's progression through. 13 5a you were district co-champions and then tell us kind of about your playoff run here to get you where we are to the regional final it's been you know a really magical run i i use that word magical um very carefully but um you know our kids are are very resilient and tough and all the great words that coaches like to use but you know to to be honest with you that's what our kids are um we got about halfway through district, and uh, we kind of turned our season around, and we just kind of made a pact that we were going to uh, quit being on what we called the roller coaster. Um, we lost two games in a row in the middle of district, and we decided we were not going to play on that roller coaster anymore, and we really haven't since then. Uh, we went on a hot hot winning streak in district. Uh, after that, won um, uh, multiple games in a row to get us uh, to that top, you know, tied, tied with for the district championship with our – our uh, crosstown folks over at North Forney. Uh, we ended up with the number one seed uh, out of the district and, and going into the playoffs and knew that we had a tough road. Uh, you know, uh, the, the district, the by district was, was a very tough Midlothian team. Um, even though Midlothian is the fourth, was the fourth place team out of that district, there's two teams sitting at home in that district that were fifth and sixth place that are very quality baseball teams and that uh, district 14 5a is an extremely tough district um, and year in and year out if that when that district stays the same uh, there's a couple of good teams that, do, that don't even get to the playoffs and I think that's you know uh, the case with our district as well but um, so that first round matchup between Midlothian we knew wasn't going to be uh, anything easy um, Back in 19, we played Midlothian in the first round. We were the one seed, they were the four seed, and they and they beat us in two out of three. Uh, so again, we were very, very cautious about, hey, we're not looking at this number one versus number four thing. We know they're a quality baseball team yeah. and uh, they're, they're good. And, and they showed that pretty quickly. They beat us in game one. Uh, we had to go to their place um for for a double header on saturday that week and win two games over there at their place and we played extremely well that day um and we put it to them pretty good to get to move on to the next round um where we knew uh, we were going to face another formidable opponent nacogdoches high school mm -hmm. is a traditionally year in and year out extremely good baseball program um we went to three games with those guys as well so we've been uh we've been the the, the so far leading up to last week we were uh we were playing with our backs against the wall every week. Yeah, you've been tested. We certainly have. But you, I mean, to some extent, if you can be tested and then come out of that, I, that just prepares you even more for the next round, doesn't it? Absolutely. I think that definitely, you know, is a testament to who we are and what we are and, and to know that when we have our backs against the wall, we can come out swinging. And that's, we talk about that. Um, moving on to the next round, we got uh, we got Flip for one game against Corsicana. Corsicana was the district champion of 14. Yeah, uh, fourteen five a. So that's the second team we played from that district already. Um, and now, when he says flipped for all of our listeners, he had to flip UIL. Basically, anything's flippable when you're setting up a playoff series. You can flip a coin for site, for home team, for one game versus a three game series, for neutral site. You can flip for who's going to sing the national anthem. You can flip for who's going to run the concession stand. I'm telling you, everything's flippable. And so when you say you lost flip, you wanted a three-game series with Corsicana. Yes, sir. That's correct. We did. 
And what's the what's the I mean, I think I have a pretty good guess, but just for anybody out there listening, what's the mentality behind that? Why do you want three games? We have a lot of pitch and depth on our on our team. Um, you know, we can get to a game three and feel real good about what we bring to the table. We've had, in fact, even in uh, even in the two th- game threes that we've been to, um, we have had uh, you know a couple of bullets left in the chamber over there in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Whereas we know uh, that we're a little bit deeper than most high school baseball teams in our bullpen. There you go. Yeah. So, so. you um, you've talked about just how much y'all been tested and playing multiple game threes on this road. Um, do you prefer that? Do you want to face the gauntlet early, or you would you rather get out of some of these with two games and play less games before you get this late? Much, much rather play two games. Yeah. Probably better for his health than to get yeah. out with two games. Well, because I know there is a there. I mean, there's there's something to it. Um, like you said, being tested and and facing the the adversity and and coming through it. Sure. Um, so I'm sure your guys have gotten a, a good amount of confidence from winning these games, um, which is is good to see. But yeah, I know as a coach, it's probably a little stressful. It is, most definitely. You can backtrack even a little bit to Nacogdoches to game one where we're 0-0 zero, zero going into the eighth inning, and uh, we give up four runs in the top of the eighth inning, and most people would, would you know, your, your shoulders would drop a little bit and you think you're out of the baseball game, and we scored five in the bottom of the eighth to win that game uh, and turned around the next day, had to drive all the way to Nacogdoches to play. We dropped that game, came back to game three in White House on, on Saturday and won that game pretty handily, but it was a tight ball game all the way up mm-hmm. to the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, we scored a bunch of runs late to, to kind of break it open. But, you know, uh, to be to say battle-tested is, is a very good, very mm-hmm. good term that, that we can definitely say we are. I always think that's interesting whenever teams kind of have a habit of coming back or yeah. winning tough games because it, it almost, for people watching, whenever a team's down that does that a lot, you're like, we're at, we're at, we, yeah. you know, we've seen this before. And, and it kind of, um, I think it, it helps you do it again every time you do it. So it's, you want your, yeah, sure. You want your fans and players to both believe in, mm-hmm. in the ability of the team to have success. Unfortunately, the coaches over there are going to stop putting stop us in doing this. Yeah. Let's, let's go just, win right yeah. now. Yeah. Right. Every coach is like that. Now, when he says magical, this speaks back to that Nacogdoches series when you're talking about zero, zero going into extra innings, they score four in the top of the eight. <laughs> He's right. I mean, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. boy, you start, people's heads start to drop, but. Man, these kids didn't. Okay, so, so now we go to Corsicana. Corsicana's got a really good pitcher, don't they? Yes, sir, they do. Um, really good Texas Tech commit. Um, he's a really good high school, really good high school pitcher. And yeah, uh, we went to um, went to Jesuit again. We lost that flip. We wanted to play two out of three games. Corsicana won the flip. They wanted to play one game, winner take all. So that's what we had to do. Um, and our kids went over there again with their backs against the wall, knowing it's a one game deal. Um, and we went over there and performed well. We caught some breaks for sure, um, but you know we did what we had to do to win the ball game in the end. Mm-hmm. Then so, you get, and then you get uh, Frisco Lone Star. That's correct. Then the next round, fourth round, uh, regional semifinals, we we draw Frisco Lone Star, um, the the district champion out of nine, I believe it's nine. Yeah, five nine, a uh, extremely quality opponent. Um, we felt like for the first time they had uh, the pitch and depth to match mm-hmm. up with kind of what we had, uh, or they were as close to anybody that we thought we'd seen as far as pitch and depth went. Um, and our kids went out and got it done. We yeah. won uh, won the first game three to nothing. Our sophomore Aiden Sims threw a, a two hit shutout on Thursday night here at our place with about mm, man oh, twenty five hundred. There's a lot, that, of, yeah. a lot of people wall to wall, yeah, standing wall to wall, standing room only for sure. Um, 
what are our bleachers hold, Coach Weaver? 1,900? Uh, it's about 1,500, if it's, oh. and that's jam-jam-packed. I okay. mean, um, and it was jam-jam-packed. It certainly uh, was. Yeah. But yeah. there were people, you know, yeah. um, in, in the bullpen where we got to get some signs up but just for <laughs> guests please don't go <laughs> into the bullpen because we got to get guys in the bullpen mm-hmm. to get them prepared to pitch but we do have a lot of fence space down beyond the bullpen on the left field and, and you know when we get super full we can open that gate and let people overflow down there uh, we did but yeah we had people it everywhere certainly was overflowing for sure mm-hmm. and we're Good. extremely you know thankful for that as well neat really great, great environment yeah. that's mm-hmm. why that I mean, that's why we built these stadiums, right? Yeah, for yeah. These big, no question. For these big games to fill it up. And, and we know can. That, and, a lot of people can't do it. Right. And I know how happy it made you. This was earlier, obviously, but the fact that um, we have co-district champs. Oh, yeah. And it's Forney and North Forney. That was the first and, one of those, right? Mm-hmm. We've, we've, been, we've been together in district a long time. It's our first co-championship, um, which is pretty cool. Coach O, we're not mentioning schools here, but we go to a lot of playoff games on the road. And everybody doesn't have a seating arrangement like we do, do they? No, no, they don't. We are very fortunate. Yeah, you might be standing. Now, Coach Farrell loves people standing four or five deep. Yes, he does. (laughs) But it's not great for the guy who's the fourth and fifth. That's right. (laughs) So, you know, when there's a lot of seating at a place, it's a lot better venue. Well, I know who's not going to be sitting at the game, and that's going to be Coach Farrow's wife because that poor thing, I saw her pace up and down. The she's back in it with the, him. Yes, she's right there. Yep. She's in the she definitely with him. is. She's always been that way, and um, she's just about as much in it as I am, I guess. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, okay. let's. we got to jump over to somebody who's really in it. I would like to really. hear from him. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. I'm sorry. So, um, Ethan, just tell us a little bit since it's your first time on the show, just kind of talk to us about this season and, and maybe that, that roller coaster and then whenever y'all decided to get off of it. Right. So this season, um, the play or not the playoffs, uh, the preseason tournaments, we we did really well, but then we tend to drop games that we shouldn't have dropped. And that's that's the roller coaster that Coach Farrell's talking about is we win the games we're supposed to win, but then those games that we expect to win, we like were failing to execute. So that basically continued until we lost the back-to-back games in district to Highland Park and North Forney. And that's when we basically had to talk with, with the entire team and coaches. Like, we have way better expectations for this team. And getting off that roller coaster is what we have to do to a- achieve those expectations, which is where, I mean, we're pretty far now. But, I mean, we have the potential to go even further than where we are now, in my opinion. And who is a player, from your perspective, I always like to ask this for teammates, who's somebody who you've really, obviously you're playing with them, but you've really enjoyed watching them play throughout this playoff run? Who's really stepped up for y'all? Ryan Dickey, for sure. I mean, um, obviously Aiden Sims and Jake White have been our game one and game two starters, but um, Ryan Dickey, he comes in and he shuts the door on teams. Like um, against Course Cannon, he had first and second, nobody out whenever he came in and we're up by one run and he comes in and you know he doesn't allow a run he works out of it so and that's just the grit that he has and the uh, the same thing happened against Frisco Lone Star I mean he comes in in a jam first base nobody out we're up by one run they score a run and he just you know always finds a way to work through it so that just that really stands out to me and you should know 
because you're catching it. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so right. you know every pitch, you know mm-hmm. this the so intimately well what's going on and what the feel of the game is like, probably more than any other player. Mm-hmm. You're kind of, I mean, is it fair would you agree the catcher's kind of the quarterback of of a of a baseball team, right? One hundred percent point guard. Absolutely what, true. The the leader, the captain of the defense <clears throat> for sure. And yeah. Uh, one thing I'll add is, that, you know, with Ethan back behind the plate, you know, I would say probably 95% of maybe the, the number may be even better than that. 95% of all high school coaches call pitches uh, for their pitchers and catchers. And, and I don't have to do that here at Forney because really because of this guy to my right, but our pitchers and, and him work so well together. Um, yeah. But, but he does an outstanding job of calling the game. I was just about to ask you, how much more comfortable do you think – does that make you and do you think that makes that bullpen that you're talking about that, that is a big advantage for Forney having a good senior catcher who knows what they're doing back there? For me, it's a it's a really big advantage for me because I can take my, my mind and my thoughts elsewhere and don't don't have to think so much pitch for pitch on, on what to do in a game-time situations and decisions. Uh, you know, we can be thinking more outside the box and communicate more with our with our assistant coaches on – you know what what we want to do in other situations not really having to worry so much about calling each pitch now we're still involved in that don't get me wrong and and uh, we make a suggestion or two every now and then to ethan whoever's on the mound but they've really taken this thing and run with it and um, they do an outstanding job and as far as the confidence and uh you know the the, the pitchers and the relief the starters and the relievers and for them to be able to be on the same page with ethan is uh it's really amazing to watch i, I really like that i think that's the next level um, of competition, I think it's the next level of student development. Honestly, because what you're trying to do, what we're trying to do with all of our student athletes, is pr- empower them, right? Prepare them to to make their own decisions, to lead their own uh, path, and affect those people around them. And not have, yeah, it's gr- of course the coach can make every call, and if you've got a player that does what the coach says, that's coachable, that's great. That gets you so far. But then when you got players that can take it and run with it. Um, Man, you, that's you're getting to another level. I want to ask you this, Ethan. Now I know when when I see Coach Farrell walk out of the dugout, uh, I pretty much know what he's probably going to say to the pitcher. Usually, maybe it's a little tense situation or something. But sometimes I see you leave the plate and go up there to to have a word with the pitcher or, or whatever. Is that is that encouragement? Are you giving direction? Or are you just hey, um, you know what what's going on? Well, it just depends on the situation um a lot of the times to go out there and change the sign um that i'm giving the pitcher because the guy on second base will have the signs so we need to change it up um but for the course canna and the lone star series whenever ryan dickey's on the mound um and we're down or and the guys oh two at the plate i both times now i've gone out there and i've asked them you know what what do you want to throw here like what feels most comfortable for you to throw here and both times it's been the same thing. So, I mean, that... Go ahead and tell them. Right, so, okay, no, so... No, probably not in the same vocabulary that it happened, but just no. go ahead and tell them what pitch you guys decided to Right, throw. so, um, uh, against Course Canada, it, it was a high and outside fastball just to try and get them to swing through it. And the lone start, it was the exact same sequence, went fastball, curveball. And then uh, I went out there and I talked to him. I said, what do you want to throw here? He said the exact same thing as last week. Okay. Those are his exact words. The exact same thing. So then, uh, so you're not going out there saying, let's strike him out so we can go get something to eat? I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, not going on? That's happened once or twice, but uh, no, <laughs> okay. no. Okay. Most of the time it's, it's to make sure that we're on the same page right. and let him feel the most comfortable on the mound. I, I will add those two situations that have ended the game um, 
both against Corsicana and Lone Star is if if not their best hitter or one of their best yeah. hitters oh, yeah, for standing sure. at the plate. Yeah. For sure. It makes so very, of course. very intense moments. Yeah. Very course. intense <laughs> moments. Yeah. And it's you know it's good to have a team that's communicating and have kids that are leading. That's of course it was one stuff. of their best hitters. Because well, of, you know. you know, just to stress out Coach Farrow. <laughs> yeah, well, and, you know, that's just that's the way the game mm-hmm. usually goes. Well, um, let me ask him, an, I need to ask him another question, because I'm looking at that umpire directly behind you, because, see, I'm claustrophobic. <laughs> and so, like, I know you have that headgear on, but can you, is he breathing on you? Well, no, <laughs> not necessarily, but you do sometimes have those umpires that put their hand on your back, uh, and that is one thing that bothers me uh, to no I end, is, so. is, is when they put their hand on my back. But <laughs> Coach O, are they why are they doing that? I, right. I, I don't I'm know. Like, why are is, you touching me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what the point is. I mean, Coach Farrow probably has a better idea than I do. But I, I actually, in my younger days, I umpired a lot of baseball games during the summer, and I much prefer to put my hand on the back of the, <laughs> of the catcher as well. So well, keep Ethan, your balance or something. Ethan wouldn't like. No, it really doesn't have anything to do with balance. It's just, just a good feel yeah. uh, of where he's going and to be able to see the. I don't, Really, I don't know. I can't really get dive into deep details of it. It's more comfortable I'm with, gonna, my, to feel with my hand yeah. right there. I'm going to pay close attention to these umpires behind the plate to see if they're touching our catcher. Yeah. You could be yelling some stuff at them. I'd say probably get your hands off of him. <laughs> probably fifty percent of, of all umpires put their if you know it's not anything rough. It's just yeah. a little, just a little. Mm-hmm. What would you say as an umpire like if a kid turned around and said, "Hey, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but it really bothers me when somebody's touching my back while I'm catching." Mm, he probably wouldn't get the close call. Yeah. <laughs> Ball, you just say get over it. That's correct. Uh, we we um we, you go. good to know. We teach not only Ethan but all of our catchers to be really uh, cordial to the umpires and mm-hmm. and obviously try to get them on our side as best as we can. And uh, you know we don't we don't want to fuss. When I say we, I don't mean me. I mean we don't want them to fuss at the umpires very often. You know unless it's unless it's something that that really calls for it. And Ethan does a great job of that too. Hey, I saw, there was a moment where. Uh, we got a character coach of the year going to be on here in a minute, but we had a coach of the month uh, a while back that's off your staff, Coach Jeff Pruitt. And he's very—he's a very calm and collected gentleman, right? Yes, he's sir. always very. very respectful. He's quite balanced and not too many highs or lows. But there was a time in the, this playoff run where we were watching from our normal spot down on the right field line and uh, Coach Coach Pruitt got pretty <laughs> he got pretty animated after a call. I'm like, Coach Joe, if Coach Pruitt is acting like that, that guy missed that call. <laughs> yeah. seventh, seventh inning against Corsicana. Yeah, I know, exactly, Jesuit, what I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, we, yeah. we beat a ground ball out. It's a he bang, did a couple of jumping jacks. <laughs> I was like, who is that coach? I was like, that's Coach Pruitt. <laughs> You know for sure if Coach Pruitt ever gets animated that he has a strong feeling about what happened. Yep. That's right. Yeah. That's good. Save it. Yeah, I totally blew it. Yeah. <laughs> totally. All right. Well, um, give us the schedule real quick so we know we know where we're going, when we're going. So tomorrow, Thursday night, um, in Frisco, Texas at the Dr. Pepper Ballpark. That's the big minor league stadium mm-hmm. there that the Frisco Rough Riders play. It's gonna be an awesome venue for our kids to get to play in. Um, that game time is seven o'clock. Uh, a little bit weird schedule this week. Um, Friday we're back closer to home. We kind of consider this a home neutral type thing, mm-hmm. where that that ballpark there is their home neutral. Our uh, ballpark is going to be Rockwell Heath Ballpark for our home neutral. That game Friday night is at seven thirty, just because the sun's a little bit more of a factor. It's not 
obviously not the venue that that Dr. Pepper ballpark is. So we wanted to let the sun get down uh, as quick as we could during the baseball game for Friday night. Uh, the Saturday game, if needed, um, after much after much debate and much um, much looking looking around, trying to find open spots that could handle a, a, a game of this magnification. Um, game three is at McKinney Boyd High School on Saturday at one o'clock, if needed. All right. And well, we did agree to play much closer to their place uh, on Saturday, but also worked out the fact that we will be the home team in that game if it's necessary. Oh, okay. I got you. I was about to like say, McKinney's closer. Everything's negotiable. Everything's <laughs> flippable. Coaches have to go through that whole process, use the mm -hmm. AD's help and participate with that. But tickets will be – You first off, watch our website. If you jackrabbitathletics.com, you can get information about these games. Ticket links mm -hmm. will be available. Uh, typically, you can buy the you can buy a ticket at the venue before the game, uh, but I would I would get out there and buy your tickets early and watch for that link. Uh, clearly, plenty of seating at um, Dr Pepper Stadium, but you know when you get into a high school stadium, um, man, these are going to be big crowds. We've already mm -hmm. proven we're going to carry a very big crowd. So get your tickets early and get to the game early and get yourself a good seat mm -hmm. for these ball games. They're going to be a lot of fun. Anticipate standing room only Friday night at, at Rockwell Heath mm -hmm. for sure. Um, it's a great, gorgeous facility, a great place to play uh, high school baseball games and, and playoff games. Um, uh, but the seating is not, you know, it's not a great big facility like the one we're going to play in on Thursday night. So mm -hmm. there'll, mm -hmm. there'll be some people standing on yeah. Friday. I'm, I'm going to assume there'll be some people standing on Friday night. I think oh, that's, yeah. a, that's a good assumption. Which if Coach Flamer has love. anything to do with it, there will be. <laughs> yeah, he'll be running up and down them. You know, yeah. uh, up and down the the uh, bullpen probably. Probably will. Yeah. Uh, one so. confession I have to make to you, Coach Weaver. Those guys that are in the bullpen. Those are all my coaching buddies, by the way. Oh yeah. If you knew that or so not. it's your <laughs> fault. It really is my fault. There were people yeah. in the bullpen the other night. Well, so. okay. Coach I feel a little better. All right, good. Yeah, feel a little better. They're out here just sport. Yeah. So it makes it a little bit better. Yep. But. All right. Well, Addison won't let us say good luck. Uh, Go so I'm going to say, yeah, go kick, go kick some butt this right, week. Go. Sounds good. That's the plan. So we're looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you all at the game. All right. Hopefully Thank we you see guys our listeners Thank too. Thank you all. Yep. Appreciate it. So next up, of course, we, with much anticipation, we have our character coach of the year, Mr. Nick Edwards is coming. Um, coach O, do you have anything from our nominations that you'd like to, you know, introduce Coach Edwards with? I or, do. I mean, Nick, um, not this coach, is a, this is a very exciting extensive nomination and i i didn't want to paraphrase it i wanted to get it right uh because if i don't then the person who nominated him will call me out on it so i'm reading directly from the nomination okay. form. nick has shown such a passion to make an impact on every young man in our program he makes weekly visits to workouts just to be present and around our team during the season, he led a leadership talk every Friday morning and found sponsors to provide breakfast for the team at these talks. On Friday nights, he's on the sideline with us in the locker room and is a huge asset to me by being able to see things going on in the background. He knows when a player needs to be lifted up and when they need to be redirected. Even better, he has built a relationship with these young men that he feels comfortable enough to do it without having to involve a coach. Nick played a huge role in our success this year. Now, that came from Jeff Fleener, and mm -hmm. we know what that football team did this year. I'm going to tell you, I, that really is – should we should type that up, frame it, and make it be the standard for character coaching. Because the truth is, that is the definition mm -hmm. is of what 
a character coach is supposed to bring to a program, and you've been doing it for years and years at Forney High, haven't you, Nick? Yes, sir. Coach Weaver, Coach O, thank you all so much for allowing me to be on the show. Those are extremely kind words from uh, Coach Fleener, and it really has been a joy uh, to be part of the team. And I'm not just a character coach. I'm, I feel like I'm part of the team and yep. want to be where they're with the team and walk, walk that journey with them and really help them uh, to be able to develop as leaders and influencers in our community. Good stuff. Well, um, we are always looking for additional character coaches to join. It is a Fellowship of Christian Athletes program. They do the training for it. Uh, not that we needed to, but, you know, we Nick had to be background checked and, and go through the process and make sure that he's we, – we knew he was appropriate to interact with our coaches and kids. But there is an opportunity there for other people that want to positively interact. And I hear, you know, you know, you, you may be arranging sponsors for food. Some of, some of our character coaches will bring some Gatorades or something on game day. That's a little piece of it. But it's really that interpersonal, the relationship building piece of character coaching that leads to a whole nother level of student development. Yeah, it's really been fun. This, I just finished my fourth year yeah. as a character coach. And so uh, this group of seniors really has a special place in my heart because I've been able to see them grow as, you know, these baby freshmen who continue to grow and they grow as leaders. They grow as uh, influencers on their campus and really grow as, uh, as, as leaders on the field. And so even thinking about that baseball team and, you know, Ethan Lowry being in here and seeing him as a senior leader and just thinking about some of the, the baseball seniors who are also uh, were part of the football team. And, you know, whether it's Jake White and Ryan Dickey and Josh Stevens and McGee and Lowry and uh, Gafford and Treadwell, all those guys who have grown to become leaders yeah. on the field and off the field as well. It's really been amazing to see for me to see how they've grown. Well, we haven't paid you a dime. But you've paid us a lot, and you've paid those kids a lot. And I know um, what an impact it's made. Not on, Yes, on their ability to perform as an athlete. I mean, that's part of it, right? they got to feel good about what they're doing. They've got to have confidence. They've got to ha- know they've got people to support them and lead them and direct them to be able to play well. They've been, they're doing that. They've proven that on the field and on the, on, on the baseball diamond. But um, – it's valuable to them because here's what's cool now is you've had those kids four years. They're fixing to go out into the great big world and they're going to everything that you've helped build for them. And I love to hear Fleener say he appreciate, right? You're helping our coaches to help them too. It's all team effort, but they're going to carry it out there beyond. And, and that's what's really going to have great value. So it's you know, exciting. You know, one of the things I would uh, tell people that want to be a character coach is that doesn't happen day one. I mean, I remember my first year, they're going, who's this chump walking around the field? Is he a coach? Is he something else? Yeah. <laughs> Who is this guy? What does he want from me? And just continuing to be present, yeah. uh, being present goes a long ways. And the mm-hmm. more times that they see you, the more times they, they begin to say, hey, who is this guy? What's he doing here? And you begin investing in them. Then they know that you're there for the long term. You're, you're there for them. Uh, you get to in invited into more conversations mm-hmm. with players, with coaches. Uh, you get invited to, to see things and be a part of things that not everyone gets to be a part of. And then you start seeing the dynamics of the team. You start seeing personalities. You start seeing, hey, coach, this player needs something now, yeah. and this player needs something different. And just get, get to be a different set of eyes to look at things differently than what coaches are, are looking for on the field. Mm-hmm. Well, and coach- I've, heard, I've, I've heard before that greatness is to do a common thing in an uncommon way. And whenever you're talking about showing up, that's what I think of. Like, it's it's not that hard to show up at practice once or twice. It's not that hard to show up at games or to talk to people, but to do it consistently year after year mm-hmm. is extremely 
uncommon. And so that I think is where the greatness is, just that consistency that you're talking about. You know, to establish that level of trust, like Flanner said, he's talking to our boys and half the time we don't even know it. Yeah. But to trust him to do that, mm-hmm. I mean, that is huge. You're basically letting someone in your bubble. Oh, yeah. It just. And Flanner's bubble got a thick yes, shell on it. He's got a thick shell bubble. That's right. So, I mean, it's <laughs> so. just. Just but a little bit. A that sounds like a book title to me for a coach, Thick <laughs> yeah. Shell Bubble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and Coach O, you know this from experience. We've, we've been there and done that. If the coach has got a thousand things to consider, now that's, that's on a practice day. It's 10,000 on game day because now it's, you know, you're taking it public and you're dealing with officials and you're dealing with facilities. Mm-hmm. But go back to that trust you've got somebody you're still trying to focus on your kids of course because that's the heart of what you're doing but the coach is so you know the the responsibilities are so broad uh to have that person who you trust who's built this relationship with those kids to be looking in on them how much value does that have golly it's the one thing that i just wish in 19 years i had had yeah uh, I me wish too. I had a character. Coach. It was it was honestly something that I was surprised and noticed in my month and a half of coaching Jackson soccer because I love the conversations that you get to have with kids when I get to have in my classroom with students. Like I love it, just the That's life good. stuff. And I was expecting to do that with my players. Couldn't do it. There's no time. Yeah. Because I saw them for like an hour, hour fifteen, five days a week. Actually, four days a week. And I was like, there's not a time. We, we have a game in like four days. Like yeah. we, And so I had to teach coach soccer so much that I was like, man, I feel like I didn't really get to know the kids. Like I got to know them on the field and who they were as players and, and their personality a little bit. But I get, didn't get to know them the way I get to know my, my students and stuff. And so I know that a lot of our coaches would love to do this kind of stuff, but there's no way that they can. So to have that backup and have that person that can step in and that is why you're there is huge. Yeah, it, it really is a lot of fun. And you just never know. I mean, you got to remember, they're athletes, they're students, they're teenage boys. Yeah. <laughs> right? And they are teenage boys. And so, uh, you know, just thinking about the impact that that has and trying to develop those relationships. And, you know, you continue to pour into a kid over and over, and you feel like this is going nowhere. And I was just reminded this, um, this last season, there was a senior on, on the football team I'm walking out of a practice, it's a morning practice, walking out, and a kid's walking in. And I walk up to him and said, dude, you're a senior, you're late, you are, you're in hot water, man, what is going on? And he just looked at me and started bawling, crying. And I went, okay, wasn't prepared for that. He wraps his arms around me, gives me a hug, this senior football player, and just said, my mom says she's not taking me to practice anymore, and I gotta figure it out if I wanna play. Those are the relationships that are built over three or four years that you are still dealing with teenage boys in a real world. It's not just between the lines. There's so much more going on in their life. And when you consistently invest in them and you're there, they go, hey, I'll let you in. Uh, And then you just never know how that's going to play out. And so then I get to go to Fleener and go, hey, I know your policy, man. Like, I know, okay. I I know what you want to say here. Here's what's going on. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and then he gets to coach, he gets to lead, he gets to uh, have a different conversation with the kid. It's so often those dots don't connect without the character coach because mm-hmm. what's going to happen is that coach is, as I said, 10,000 things on his or her mind. That kid comes in, the kid is going to be tight-lipped, right? The coach is going to have to hold, mm-hmm. uphold that policy. The, you know, the kid's going to fall in line with what the team – and, it, and that, those dots never connect. But through the character coach. It gives a player, I think it gives a player a lot of freedom to to explain things in a different way because when it comes to your coach, there's a little bit of intimidation there. You don't want to sound like you're making excuses because you're late. Mm -hmm. But whenever you know this person that you've known for, I mean, they've known you longer than they've known Coach Fleener because he's he's new to the district. So whenever they know you, they can come up and say it, and you know right away, this kid's not giving me an excuse because – I'm not the one that's going to make him run. Like he's being honest with me, mm-hmm. and you you know him well enough to know that. And then you can, like Coach Weaver just said, connect those dots. I think that that's that's a great way to do it because then the athlete now gets to act a little bit differently than they might with a coach, um, just out of you know human nature. Here's another uncommon. You talked about the uncommonness of of greatness. Not very often that you've got a person like Nick that that uh, goes across multiple coaching changes, right? Because we know that happens, you know, coaches leave, coaches come in, coaches move. Um, you know, it, it, it can be a profession that has some flexibility in it. And so for a person to be a piece of consistency for kids, when when everything else around them is changing, because it does, you've seen it. When co- when new coaches come in, it's from the personnel, the assistant coaches, mm-hmm. the, the the schemes, the patterns, the, the practice plan, everything, right? Personalities, so much changing. And that's a huge upheaval for a group of teenage boys or girls. But to have that, that character coach that can be a consistent, trusted person, hey, it's going to be okay. We're going to, you know, and then... It does become okay. It always is when there are people that care about them and are working hard for them. That's another piece, too. I want to point this out before we get into the, the personal Nick Edwards and talk to him about him as a person as well as a character coach. But, you know, we've, it's, this was a great year. We made, you know, Jack Rebson playoffs, lots of, a lot of great fun to be winning on the football field and have great big crowds to support you. Um, we can't, but we've been through some hard times too. When I mean, we've been, we've been through losing seasons, we've been through a pandemic. Um, we had a c- coach on staff, a very well loved coach on staff, that passed away during the football season in the midst of a pandemic, and the student athletes wanted their character coach to come in and speak to them uh, after he passed away. And of course, Nick did, and. Um, you know, it's again, they go back to that that person that's that they trust and that's they know is going to speak into their lives. I think the thing to keep in mind is it's just people. It's not athletes. It's not coaches. It's people who are dealing with real life situations. There's victories and there's good days and you're on the top of the world. Uh, and so I got to be a part of a coach's funeral and then I got to be a part of another coach's wedding. Yeah. And so you get to be a part of both ends of the spectrum when you consistently invest in people and understand the real people with real problems and real lives going on. And uh, I just want to be there for you. And I'm on your team, not your, your, you know, whatever your team is, but I'm on your team, your personal team, and I, I got your back. 
What a great perspective. Aren't you glad we have him on our team? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, well, so uh, let's talk about Nick Edwards a little bit. You are a great character coach. You've, you're the character coach of the year, as a matter of fact. You've got the, uh, you've got the <laughs> nice plaque and everything to prove it. Um, but you're also a valued member of the community. Tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and so people know just, hey, where'd you come from? How long you been in Forney? And, and besides character coaching, what do you do? So for uh, me and my wife moved here uh, almost 18 years ago, so we feel like we've been in Forney forever. Uh, we've been, By we've Forney been, standards, that's pretty forever. Yes, we feel like we're some of the original people here in Forney. <laughs> uh, we, we will be married 20 years this coming September and have three daughters. And so uh, there was a time that uh, with three daughters, I don't have any boys playing football, but we were doing football four nights a week because of band, dance, cheerleading, and those kind of things. Uh, and so, but just want to be fully invested in our community. And so we've just continued to find ways to be able to serve people in our community. Uh, for the last nine years, I've been the pastor at Community Life Church here in Forney, been able to serve there. And we just want to continue to make an impact, serve people in our community, know that we are here for them and we want the best for them. And just want to walk the journey with them. And so it's been it's been a, a great journey and I, I love how our community's grown. I love the, the new relationships. I love uh, the new people I get to meet and new people I get to learn from as well. Good stuff. Well, how about talking a little food related baseball? Oh yeah, oh. Right. we gotta do that. Nick, I don't, I don't mean to put you on the spot here. And sure, you, you know, do, Coach. I Joe. gave them all the easy ones, so <laughs> yours may be a Feels little bit like more a lot difficult. Of pressure here. Um, you're an intelligent guy, so a high, easy to catch fly ball hit in the outfield. Hit in the outfield? Yes, a high, easy to catch fly ball hit in the outfield. I'm going to give you a little bit of a. Here. That is a food? The phrase is said to have originated in the 19th century and relates to an old-time <laughs> grocer's method of getting canned goods down from a high shelf. Yeah, there's your hint, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you, do you give up? Do you give up? Yes, go ahead and tell us. You don't even want to guess? I, I feel like I know this answer, and as soon as you say it... Uh, I definitely don't know this uh, answer. I, I, okay. A can it, of corn. Can of corn. Let's try another one. Let's, let's, so when let's, there's a pop fly, it's a can of corn. Let's yes. give him, and I, and I even gave you a hint. I mean, let's give you a chance That's to, a hint? to redeem yourself. It's, Here we go. It's, it's been 70 years since anyone called it. <laughs> Here's another one. A short time spent by a minor league player at the major league level. Okay. The idea is that that player was only there long enough to have a... Appetizer. That's a good guess. That's pretty good. <laughs> Coach Weaver, you don't have anything? Uh, cocktail weenie. Oh, well. A uh, cocktail. No. A cocktail hour. I, I, I'm sorry. A cup of coffee. You, okay. All right. Well, I said. A uh, cup of coffee. <laughs> I feel like these coffee. are all super old I've school heard, terms. I, they're pretty old school, Addison. Right. I think they like got these old be. school radio guys. I well, heard, was only up there for a cup of coffee. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've heard a cup of coffee before. A can of corn, you got me on you that. You want to try one more? Let's just try one more. Hey, why not? Okay. Really While he's on the spot, let's yeah. bury him deeper. <laughs> Two strikes on me right now. <laughs> a, stra a strategy where the hitter first shows he intends to butt. Pulls back the bat when the pitcher begins to deli the delivery and takes a quick swing at the pitch. 
Starts with a B. Two Bs, as a matter of fact. It starts with two Bs? Yeah. I'm it's assuming a, that's two words. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, butter bean. It doesn't start. <laughs> it doesn't start with two bees. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, that's what I was. Uh, but, butter, butter ball. Butter, butter biscuit. Butcher boy. A butcher, butcher boy. boy. Really? Interesting. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Well, I feel like. Man. Maybe there was success three. today. Coach <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Weaver did guess meatballs. So he said I feel strike good about three. Subject I guess out of not how many we got one. <laughs> Good job, Coach O. You stumped yeah, everyone. I'm still mad that Denny's Grand Slam didn't make it. Well, yeah. Maybe there's always next season. Well, there's, I mean, <laughs> blame the people on Google. Uh, Nick, we uh, we kind of have a world premiere here on the 126 today, don't we? Yes, sir. Are we are we legal to, uh, to announce this world premiere? You know where I'm headed. I, I don't know if we are, but we're going to announce <laughs> So, uh, because that's the uh, way we like it on the one, two, six, you know, here's, here's how I'd start this off. You know, I, four years ago, I just said, I'm going to be fully invested in the community. And even the team that I lead, I said, we want to do everything we can. We want to, our goal was to be the first call. If the district needs something, we want them to call us first. If the city needs something, we want to be the first call. We want to be so invested in our community that they see us as the first call. Four years ago, I started being a character coach walking that journey, serving people in our community, um, and doing everything I could to be just out there to serve. And what I realized is I'm really passionate about it. I really like it. Uh, I really love being able to, to, to invest pe in people in this way. And so when you start doing things that you're passionate about, new doors get opened. And so for the last nine years, I've been uh, the pastor at Community Life Church here in Forney and been able to serve the people there and uh, as of July 1st, coming up here in a month from today, I will be starting a new position as the Director of Student and Family Services here for Forney ISD. Oh, wow. How about that, Look at Addison? That. We even shocked our executive producer you with did, that did, yeah. Nobody told me. Where was his yeah. hand clap? Where was the applause? Oh, my bad. I was so shocked that I couldn't click the button. Well, congratulations, yes, Nick. Congratulations. We, you will be... Uh, um, you've been a member of the Forney family already, uh, but in this new role, I have no doubt that um, so many people will benefit from your experience and, and from your voice and from your uh, investment. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about this opportunity. And, you know, a little bit of the job is going to be creating some community partnerships, creating some mentorships. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what we do with character coaching. Yep. Uh, it will be um, creating some family resources and some parenting resources. How do we remember that they're not just students, they're kids. How do we, you know, they're not just uh, athletes, but how are we investing in them? How are we investing in their family? And how are we helping them to really be part of the Forney family? Listen, you've, you, you mentioned uh, being first at Sea Life, and you guys definitely stepped up when we needed a place to hold Lead 23, which we got to restart this year post-pandemic. Uh, and what we found really quickly is We've grown too in athletics. We had way more juniors than we did the last time we had a lead leadership summit with our junior class. Um, we had about 300 11th graders uh, and, and their community representatives, some character coaches and our head coaches that came in. You guys generally, and I got to thank everyone at Sea Life for this because uh, not only did you generously allow us to use the facility and the site, but people pitched in and helped with with AV and with you know we had groups of coaches coming in and moving tables and everything and it was you made it really easy for us 
to be able to put on that summit for our kids and, and prepare our junior class to be even more impactful seniors next year. So we really appreciate that. And I think you participated as a, as a community representative, didn't you? Yes, sir. Yeah, it was, it was really good. Just seeing kids come in and thinking about their senior year, thinking about the legacy they're going to leave. Uh, this last year with the 40 football team and really thought about it for lead 23, the whole theme that we had for the year on our, on our Friday morning, morning talks was every one of you have been told you need to be a leader. How many of you have ever been trained to be a leader? Yeah. And just because you've been told to do something doesn't mean you know how to do something. That's right. And so we spent all season just talking about what leadership is. And so being able to launch into their senior year going, this is what leadership is. This is what influence is. This is the legacy you can leave as uh, going into your senior year. Yep. So we thank Sea Life for hosting that for us. <clears throat> as we uh, Thank you so much. Had that for our kids. And, and we thank all of our character coaches, but certainly mm-hmm. – um, Big props to this guy, our character coach of the year, and uh, you know, soon to be colleague at the Forney ISD administration, and taking his talents on the road across yeah. the district with the thousands and thousands of students that we have mm-hmm. and families that we have in Forney ISD. Good yes, stuff, absolutely. So, congrats on character coach of the year. Congrats on the new job. Yeah. Um, we look forward to seeing all that you're going to do um, as an official official staff member of the Forney family. So that's awesome. Uh, thank you for being on the show. We appreciate it. I know what he's going to do this week. Yeah. He's going to go watch some baseball. Mm-hmm. Right Absolutely. About that? It has been fun to watch. And there's a reason they do not want to play here. There, We have a serious home field advantage. <laughs> yeah. And our fans have come out and just rocked the stands. It's been yep. really fun to watch. We can do that on the road. Let's take the show on the road, people. We need everybody possible to drive up there to ball, Dr. Pepper Ballpark and let us hear them. Get them out there, Flaner. <laughs> All right, that's all the time that we have right now, and I guess for season three. So we'll see this you in the, the summer series. This is the finale of season three, and yeah. Uh, yeah, see you around the corner in summer series. But it's been a great year, and man, it's just nice to still be playing. Yes, it is. That's right, boys of summer. And our final thank you is thank you to everybody listening. We appreciate it. Uh, y'all keep on supporting Forney ISD Athletics. Make sure you subscribe, share it out there, and we will talk to you this summer.